It was a disappointing display against the Dockers in the West, with Hawthorne suffering a somewhat flattering 15-point defeat at the final siren. There were positives, there were negatives, and we need to unpack it all as the Hawks set themselves for a date with the Demons at the MCG this weekend. Hello and welcome to the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and Tiz, what words spring to mind when you think back to what we saw this past weekend? Look, on, uh, on Sunday, in the late afternoon, over in the West, Hawthorne didn't begin the game until quarter time. Mm-hmm. Were you, I was terribly frustrated. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like every week now, I just have to update my conception of Hawthorne's worst quarter of football. Because we seem to pull one out of the bag every week now. Yeah, we had... This is a fascinating thing, right? Mm. That first quarter, almost exactly the same as the Dons. Yes, th- this is in, what I mean. Yeah. In round one. Yep. Yeah. And same umpies. Oh, right. So that, that's not a coincidence in your mind? Can it be? Can it, <laughs> it can, can be. that be such a differential in the first quarter? What did we end up with in the first quarter? I can't remember. It was a, We were basically 10 free kicks behind. Now, yeah. we weren't very good. Yes. Right? We were uh, playing terribly. Can I just say, that front and centre, that, that is the priority for me, is the team's performance rather than the umpiring. But go on. But then, by the end of the game, the free kick t- count... Is nineteen to sixteen in Frio's favour. So they only had eight free kicks for the rest of the game. How did that happen? How does that happen? Similarly, in the Essendon one, mm. I think it was twenty-five to nineteen or something like that right. by the end. Yeah, right. So they level it up, mm. and that game we won. Yes. And similarly, in this one, we had our well, the the Herald Sun said uh, Hawks wasteful or something. Well, it certainly wasn't wasteful in front of goal. Let's just put that out there. Yeah, they were so- wasteful with their possessions. We had a lot of possessions. There's guys here yeah, we did. who were like Hardwick and Wingard and Impey and GF and Mitchell and Hartley. They're all above average. Yeah, I thought Hartley was very good. Plenty in the 20s. Did yeah, you Hart- like Hartley's goal? Yeah, Hartley's goal was good. I mean, that was a gift, wasn't it? That, oh, that's a stunning kick. Oh, no, let's not take anything away from the finish. That was... Uh, a perfectly polished kick off the boot, almost through the direct middle of the goal. Yeah. But uh, in terms of actually having a shot to begin with, thank you oh, very much. Yeah but, yeah, but given the opportunity, he yeah. snagged it. But you want to talk about wasteful. I mean, I think Fremantle were. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Nat Fife with 0-6 in the end, that's, that's not great. Yeah, but, you know, he played it like it was a grand final. And then uh, their Ruckman couldn't mm. kick one, out, you know, and then... Huddo honestly couldn't believe he'd kicked it. Yeah. Because, uh, he released an expletive onto the broadcast. <laughs> Do you reckon that was he, he did actually drop the F-bomb? I don't care. It, it makes for great television. It does. Should hear more of it. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I think... Press just, red for blue. Just peppered through. It's fine. But <laughs> how do we get... Freeze? ...monstered by their ruck? See, yeah, because we had two of our own. <laughs> see, the first quarter, you either talk about the players not being switched on, mm-hmm. which shouldn't really be a problem in a professional outfit. Oh, it happens. It happens. And I think it happened here. It's happened on. twice in four weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's quite bad. So it's either that or Clarko isn't prepared for what the other coach is going to start the game with. Which would be even more damning. Which is okay in round one. Because yeah. he's got a new coach against him, right? But he's had three weeks to see mm-hmm. long, long years structures and yep. things. Yep. And I'm not sure that Hawthorne have a, a plan to just stop the run. No. Which has been a theme for years. 
now. This is true, but this is also a group, and we've seen it time after time this year already. This is a group that can fight its way back. Yes, but it always has to. I know. Oh, look, believe me, I know the way you're looking at me. I'm not pleased with it either. I don't want to be that far behind and have to claw our way back into the game every single week. That's just enormously frustrating. I mean, it speaks to the the pride and the spirit of the group. I mean, yeah, like we said last week, there's good grit, but I don't want to have to wheel out grit every single week. And it won't get you over the line, as we've seen. Well, no, exactly right. We've um, come close two weeks in a row. What it does say to me, though, is this team, if it gets it right, this team can start winning games. And I noticed later on we've got a question about how many games can we get yeah. One for the year. Yeah. And uh, I reckon they're very... Co- Look, the problem in the midfield is they don't play as a team. Yeah. Right? And there's some problems with the rucks and they're exposed when the opposition ruckman goes forward and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, Reeves might be in. There's a lovely little PR piece <laughs> on the Hawthorne app about how good he is. Yeah. And he has been very good this year. Like yes. he showed signs last year. But this year... He's filled out a little bit more, and he looks very good. I noticed uh, accompanying that little puff piece, they did have some uh, little clips of his handiwork in the ruck. Yeah. And uh, the clips they showed, I know they're just showing the highlights, obviously, but the clips they showed made me uh, a bit envious of what could be in our senior side that we're lacking at the moment. Taps to advantage, Tiz? Centre clearances? Well, he's enormous. 211 centimetres. Get excited, Hawkers. Yeah. Uh, and he takes a forward mark, takes mm-hmm. a mark in the forward fifty, and can slot them. So he's not without he's not without talent um, in his feet. So mm. you know it's not like Ruckman of old, where you know they just handball the thing off, get it out of their hands. There was a couple of moments I saw when uh, someone handballed to the Ruckman in our game, and they were like, "Why? Why have Why? I got the ball?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't part of my job description. I mean, you, okay, so you look at Reeves and you're looking at trying to get him into the side. Who on earth could he replace? His? I mean, who could he possibly unseat from their position in this senior side? Well, I, I think all the tools have underperformed. So. Well, true, but I'm more looking at Segler. I think the listeners are too. We had a question from Dino. I like the start of this. It's a long wind-up towards the uh, actual point here, so get ready for this. Dino begins, at Hawk Talk Pod, I feel like we should be building to a backline that features Day, Hartley, Dimmer, CJ slash MP, DGB, and Jack Scrimshaw. Seems more suited to the intercept and nimble way the game is going. My question is... Why the F is Segler getting a game? <laughs> I was reading that. I could never have predicted that was going to be the end question. Uh, it is underwhelming. Oh, underwhelming. Absolutely. And, I mean, it, and to be honest, it's so much worse on the television. Oh, it, okay. Because at least he takes good, up good positions and he might get the ball when you're at the ground. Yeah. But on the television where it's just split second and then he's out of position. And it's gone. <laughs> yeah. And by gone, I mean the ball. The ball yeah, is away. Look, he's out of form. We've got a number of players who are out of form that uh, can do a lot better. Like, um, I, I just look want at Bruce. Like he's, he, well, he, he had a shock. He had two quarters without a touch. Yeah, I think. Do you have a tackle on the end? I'm not, not even sure he did. I think he went without a tackle. Yeah, he went without a tackle. There yeah. you go. And then the other bloke that um, people came for online, not really understanding the role he was playing. I think I know what you're going to say. Is Warple. Yes, yeah, I thought that was unfair. Who did very well on Angus Brayshaw. Yeah, that was exactly the point. Now, they, they flashed his, his stats up on the screen. They put it side by side, Warple v Brayshaw. And I went, wow, Warple's winning that. 
Yeah, but when you get the ball, and he did get 22 touches, he ran at 59%. When, when disposal efficiency drops below that 60%, I'm starting to get a bit worried. Because I'm like, well... The point is that he's out, clear, mm. buggers the kick. Yeah, not great. And so it, it's a big clanger. If we could look at the positives of his game, he did have a team-high six tackles. So he's having a dip. And, oh. and that, that's kind of been one of the accusations against him previous weeks. Well, my thought pattern is... Perhaps he's injured, because I've never Maybe. seen a bloke drop disposal efficiency as much as this bloke. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Maybe he's playing through an injury. Young players have to learn to do that. Um, well, it's not like we have no one to bring in. You've got James Cousins still banging down the door. And McGuinness is playing a, a similar run with Roll. That's right, yeah. He's, at, he's doing the, the job, yep. Anyway. Um, I mean, Hawthorne have options. Your fella, Mitch Lewis. Yeah. What's he doing? Well, he's missing a week of footy. Yeah, because he clips Sarong in the ear. Yeah, I, I don't actually remember the incident. Or maybe I just repressed it. I didn't want to know about it, Tiz. <laughs> so he, he's looking to make contact. And um, I think Sarong just kind of ducks and cops it in the face or the you know the side of the head. Not a good look. I'm not sure he meant it as a dog act. but um, And it, I don't think it was, really. But uh, a week. We're going to miss him. Well, he was our most effective forward, wasn't he? 14 touches and a goal, 8 marks, 5 contested marks yep. to match uh, Sean Darcy. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that was our target right there, and now he's missing for a week. I mean, I imagine we bring Cozzy back in. Um, our tall team... Can I just circle back around to Segler for a sec? Because I, I just still find... That, and this will be the last thing we're saying. I don't want to talk about him. I know you don't, but it's just it's worth saying that between... Over the last fortnight, I think he's had two kicks. In two full games of footy, basically. Two kicks. Do you reckon... Look, he had excuses last year with the toe injury. Yeah. I know what Clarko's doing. I know what he's about. He's got his mm. setup. Mm. He basically doesn't change it. Mm. He brought in Hartley for some impact kicking. Yeah. And it was lovely to see. Loved that. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a bit taller, but he can also shoot it straight down the line. Beautiful stuff. Right? Yeah. But in the main, Clarko is very much, all right, this is our best team. Mm. The players have to do it themselves. I know I've given them the game plan. They've got to learn to trust each other. Yeah. How long does he give it? Well, I mean, that's that's a guy that's surely... He, he surely can't be contributing to the extent that Clarkson is after. Two kicks in a fortnight. And, and last week, not metres gained. Metres lost. 50 metres. Yeah, well, that's just backwards. He's just maintaining possession there. Yeah, but he's had seven touches. So he's not even getting it to begin with. It's, it's not impactful at all. And I think this week he had, um, I think, 64 metres gained. So when, so when you look at those two, in two weeks of footy, he's had 14 metres gained for about, I don't know, 10 possessions. I think metres gained for Ruckman's a poor stat to use. Well, But if you look at his hit-outs, they're still getting beaten. No, it matters. As it's ruck- still, it's as- forward momentum. It yeah. still matters. Yeah, but he might handball back and, you know. Yeah, but he's not. Yeah. In two weeks, he's had about 10 touches. So he's still not doing that. Yeah, but I would say that as in their ruck roll, they don't give us a chop out really either. So my mm. point would be, if you look at the top five sides, very decent ruck. Mm-hmm. Even the Western Bulldogs, who are after McAvoy, of course, went and got Stefan Martin. And now yeah. he's giving English a chop out and he runs forward and creates, mm. you know, obviously they're much taller and they create more opportunities. Now, we, we don't have that mobility to our ruckman even to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, do we just go with it and go, well, we're not getting any benefit out of the ruck and just shark the other fella? At this point, yeah. <laughs> I'd try and do that. I mean, Jekka, 
I'd love to see him play. He kicked three again. Yeah, he kicked at least three. And Morris had a really good game. Yeah. Like his pressure was up. Mm-hmm. So the other point is, so they've got good rucks, the top five. Mm-hmm. right? Even Hickey at Sydney looks magnificent. Yeah. Right? <laughs> He's just arrived. Mm. The other thing is their pressure. The pressure in the forward line is huge. Yeah. We don't have that. No, Our pressure right stats are, are very low for the competition. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, and something we've never really tried to um, develop, Clarko never seems to have really valued it, is contested possessions. Mm-hmm. And that's now being translated as uh, you can't, we can't get in the contest. Yeah. Okay. We used to have speed on the outside and an ability to press so they couldn't run mm. through the front of the pack, mm. right? And straight through out of it. We no longer have that. Oh, I'll say. Yep. <laughs> That's an understatement. Okay. But I would also make the point, Clarko used to say that an uncontested possession was worth about five to eight mm. contested possessions right. because there was, there was hardly any space. Yeah. Right? By virtue of the fact there's much more space now, mm. they're no longer... Worth that much more. Yeah, they're no longer as impactful. You know what I mean? they're, yeah. they're coming back to equality on these contested inside and outside. Yeah. So if the if the other team's going to be getting uncontested possessions at a similar rate to what you are mm. under the current current model, if you're not getting contested possessions, yeah, no, I understand. You're done. Yeah. Right. So perhaps that part of the model needs tweaking. Mm. But then you can obviously Tom Mitchell can't be uh, entirely healthy, right? Or fit. Well... Because uh, he can turn it on for a couple of quarters. Yeah. And... So you read into... To, well, he didn't have a preseason. You, right? re, you read into it that way. Yeah, no, he didn't have a preseason. But I, I see... Jago Amir is chucking up numbers that we haven't seen from him for ages. Yeah. Like, he's having a very good start of the year. So, individually, these players are quite good. Like, Hardwick's doing tremendous work. Yeah. Impey's back to his best, you'd mm-hmm. have to say. That's true. Um, 28 touches. No one would have thought GS would be as good as he is. No. Right? No. And yet we can't get the results. Yeah. No, you're right. There's some really good individual cameos that I are mean, just not being cohesive as a team. Dylan Moore, mm. like you were big for him. I was like, well, well, if he goes off the list, not a big deal. Yeah. You know, hardly seen anything from him for a few years. Wasn't that impactful at VFL level. Yeah. He stays on the list. He was one of our best. Yeah. In he- terms of endeavour. Leading goal scorer for the Hawks, three goals, 16 disposals. And uh, there's an article that came out recently uh, where he was talking about how he was treating every game as his last. Yep. He, he saw that he got a reprieve and he's like, okay, well, I've just got to give it 100% every time I get the opportunity. And hasn't he just? Yeah, look how many people he's gone by. Yeah, exactly. But, I, I, mean, I don't know if Bruce is just watching him. He's, he loves yeah, He loves more a lot. He just he thinks he's fantastic, but he's obviously... They've obviously changed the game for Bruce because he's no longer anywhere near goal, mm. right? So he's playing a lot higher. Yeah. Um, but oh, Brockman, still developing. Yeah, still green. Got a goal yep. in his home state. Would have felt good. Mm-hmm. But my point is, Daniel Howe wasn't too bad. What did you think? <laughs> is that your point? <laughs> yeah, that was... I, I, I just saw his name and I wanted your opinion on him. Um, yeah, still frustrating for mine. Mm. And uh, he's a test for this week. Apparently. Cohesion just isn't there at the moment. They're not playing as a team. They start playing as a team, right? Mm. And it might take more articles from Kane Corns to get this going, (laughs) right? Where you have to have the external enemy, right? Or under the pump. Because, you know, we might have an emotional win soon because we've played some quality outfits. We have, we have. Uh, I wouldn't put Frio among them, but... 
Um, no, but Frio in the West and mm. West Coast in the West yeah. are far different. To anywhere else? To anywhere else. <laughs> I would agree with that. It's, it's some ridiculous differential. Because mm. they get run-ons, which mm. is what we experienced. They get run-ons over there, which they never put together over in Melbourne. In the aftermath of this game, I conceived of our best 22, and I, I sort of our, our field set up, in terms of almost like um, coated by traffic light colours. And I imagined the back six, that half of the ground, is a green. Like, good. That's all systems go. Ahead of that, around the center line, it's a yellow. And then just progressively, in gradient form, gets more and more red the deeper you get into the forward line. There's just something, especially around the half forward line, that it's, it's just falling down from us. Like, like there's just no but connection that's the whole, between that's the, the players. That's the whole game now. That's the whole game. You break it up. Hawthorne does it. This is our game plan. Mm. We wait for the ball to come down because we're not getting the contested possession. Then we take it off them mm. and we use our pinpoint passing and accuracy to try oh, and get yes. it up the ground oh, and yes, score the, a goal. The, or the pinpoint passing. And we get it over the back yeah. and we have a... Poopolo. No, we have a, <laughs> uh, we have a counter-attack goal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're doing that to us far too easily. That is basically the benchmark to see if you're going to play finals. The percentage goals you score from converting through turnovers of the, of the opposition. Yeah. And Sydney are doing it marvellously. Mm. And so are Melbourne. So we're very close to being decent. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do. And I agree. It's just frustrating in the meantime. We could be middle middle tier. Yeah. And then if we get a bit of luck with fixturing... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and injuries to other sides. An umpire. We could, we could push for 10th or something, right? Yeah, yeah. But at the moment, there's a lack of cohesion, and you can see it in the players who are losing their cool. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're Becoming frustrated. frustrated. Yeah. Because something's not working. It's <laughs> They don't know what it is, or they'd yeah. fix it, right? But they're very close to being... I can taste a significant victory coming. We had a question from Blythe at Hawk Talk Pod. Do you think the boys were instructed not to take it on as much against Frio? CJ seemed just a little bit hesitant to run and take the game on like he did last week. He was great, but I don't think he should be getting reined in. Just let him go, I say. I yeah. think he had uh, I think he had a job to do yeah. on Fredericks. Yeah, I would say so too. CJ, incidentally, 24 touches, 87.5% disposal efficiency in the top three Hawks on the field for that stat. So uh, he, had a, he had a pretty good game. But do you think it was symptomatic of... Um, his sort of game was symptomatic of how we're trying to play a little bit differently? I, I thought we seemed a bit more stifled than the week before. I'd say that's accurate. I think that's just Frio's game style. They've mm. always been able to do that. Yeah. This is when we start talking about Timmy. Oh, you want to... You, now you want to start talking and about his, Tim O'Brien. And his lack of opportunity. Really? Yeah. Did you see him get near it? No. But then... I, I, that's par for the course, isn't it? Well, no, not really, because in previous weeks we've seen him at least getting to the ball and at least almost bring it, it down yeah. and, and creating opportunities for others. But this yeah. week, none of that. Mm. Basically, his role was to <laughs> draw off his defender yeah. and, and keep them away from the contest. Yeah, okay. And that's the only reason I can assume that his numbers are as poor as they look. The only reason? Five contested... And one uncontested possession. Right. That's, three, that's not... three of the six coming in the last quarter. Okay. That's not as unusual as you're making it out to be. And I know that for a fact. <laughs> Having done this podcast for about five years, 
I I've seen those numbers time and time again. Yeah, that's usually poor team performance. Thing is with Timmy, he can't come up the ground and, and make an impact. He is that third tall option in that mm. forward line, and he's never going to be the lead up forward. He's never going to be the target man. Mm. And for us to expect that of him is probably a little oh, bit. It's, it's on us. Yeah, well, on us, on the coach, whoever's putting him there. Do you know what I mean? Is it time to play him as a second ruck? I mean, we were talking about Segler before. If we're... Well, look, he kicked a wonderful goal. Beautiful kick. Yeah. Timmy. Well, no one's questioning his ability find to a, finish. Find a way shot. to get it to him in an easier fashion, Clarko. I mean... Well, isn't that just the, the whole problem? This is what I'm saying about that, you know, the traffic light colour coding idea yeah. where it gets to half forward and it's now absolutely like crimson Yeah, red. but it's how it gets there. That's my point. How yeah. it gets there. You've got Warple going at 59%. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not heaping it on the forwards being the sole problem. It's about the co- cohesion and connection between the lines and just where it gets to that part of the ground, it, it really falls apart. Because guys like Mitch and, and, you know, we hang it on TOB week after week, but they're not getting the best service. They're just not at all. Yeah. Like if you put, okay, and I cannot believe we're saying this in the year of our Lord 2021, Tex Walker is, I think, remains the leading goal scorer of the competition. Don't ever forget who wanted him at Hawthorne. Yeah, okay. You keep on rubbing it in week (laughs) after week. But if you plugged him into Hawthorne's forward line, he would be floundering. And I absolutely believe that. Yeah. I do. Even with the form that he's in, he would find it tough. Yeah. There is just something between, you know, the connection and, and the uh, collaboration between the forward line and, and the guys delivering it to them. I don't know. Mind you, Chad seems to be our go-to guy. He's our he's our man for inside 50s. He's he, had uh, a team-high seven inside 50s, an equal team-high eight score involvements, 26 touches for zero turnovers. I think we have to tip our cap to Chad Wingard because on a day where some of the turnovers were enormously frustrating, he didn't have a single one. Incredible. Look, the inside 50s were 62 to 46. Hmm. Frio had 32 shots and accuracy of 41%, hmm. with an expected score of 116. Actually scored 96. Yeah. Hawthorne had 23 shots running at 52%, which is above our normal level. Hmm. Expected score, 77. Actual, 81. So we didn't really... Yeah. Uh, we weren't really that accurate. But my goodness, 32 to 23. And 15-point differential by the end. Yeah. It's very generous. There are just times... Well, not only the last game, but... Just lately, like the last couple of years, I have found myself watching Hawthorne play being like... I just don't know how we're going to kick a goal. I don't know how we're going to manufacture it. It just, I can't even imagine it. And that's, that's bad. <laughs> so my point. So, that's not a great place to be in. So we were frustrated. We went the knuckle a bit. We're missing Lewis. There are a few fines. Scrimshaw gave away a goal. What's it, what's it going to take? It's building. Yeah. It is building. What, what's this it? is a young team going to the West and getting done. We shouldn't be so down could have been so much worse which i don't know if you want to take as a silver lining or not but it could have been worse uh i mean thank goodness tom mitchell turned in a massive quarter what did he have almost 20 touches in the he second had 20 quarter. in the second quarter so he did have 20 plus a goal well i mean the second quarter scrimshaw had 11 amira had 12 impy had 10 and mitchell had 20 
Yeah. Okay. So we won that quarter by sixty-three touches. Yeah. Which is huge. Now I highlight Mitchell's efforts very deliberately because didn't he do exactly the same against Essendon almost? He did. When the game was on the line, the third quarter that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, here's a guy that really wants to win. Yeah, but then he'll, he'll get the team on his back and carry them yeah. towards being competitive again. But then the six day break cost us as well. So yeah, it's a few things that went against. God, we're on. Uh, you know, I don't. I know. To... I know. It's it's it's. It was only fifteen points in it. Absolutely, yeah, but a not really. By the shots. I, I know not really, but the fact is that was the final margin. So yes, really, that was the final margin. So we were in it. That's not a lead that we can't peg back, given a bit more time and a bit and a bit more luck. So we're thereabouts. It's let's turn our attention to a team that has no trouble scoring. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, we'll move on to Box Hill because that that is the frustrating part. They seem to be absolutely flying. Yeah. Okay, and I did jinx Sammy them. Sammy in the box. I, I did jinx them in that first quarter because I saw the score. Well, there was a gale to one end, wasn't there? I think there was. I think that was more the point. <laughs> there was definitely a scoring end. But uh, I, I commented on Box Hill's ability to just pile on the pain this year. In their, all their preseason hitouts, they've just they've demonstrated the ability to just absolutely savage the opposition team on the scoreboard. They just put the foot down and bang, 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 they're away. And that's what happened here. Of course, Carlton pegged it back, but uh, they ran with him for a while. It was even enough. And then Box Hill still won by 43 points. in the From the last quarter. From the too. last quarter. So they had the win in the first yep. and the third, and then equal at the end of the third. Yep. And they ran away in the last, presumably because the wind died. Yeah, well, I, I think in the th- uh, three-quarter time, we're about 15 points up. But make no mistake, from half-time to three-quarter time, I think Because we was... haven't got Sammy's notes yet, which I'm no. very disappointed about. Yeah, no, we love Sammy's notes. I love notes. those. Yeah, we, we wanted to bring them on this. find out how good Nash was. <laughs> exactly right. Well, as we mentioned before, I think Jekyll had at least three goals, and I think Hanrahan had the same. Morris was good, as you mentioned. Yeah, Morris was uh, just an incredible um, pressure machine, mm. which is exactly what we need in the AFL. Yeah. We heard from Stuart at Hawk Talk Pod. Interesting speculation on the Hawthorne website that Ned Reeves is closing in on game one. When is the right time? Ditto Emerson Jecker. Look, just debut Ned Reeves. What's the problem? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Could he be less influential than Segler? Now, I know I'm potting Johnny got, Segler we again. Got, but we got, we got Gorn this week. I know. Mm. I know. So Remember what he did. He what? usually plays his own game against Hawthorne. No matter what we do. I'm a little bit scared of what might happen this weekend. But, you know, Look, do, do you debut guys against a red-hot Melbourne outfit? They're in a, a strong patch of form. Can't do any wrong right now. Mate, it's Melbourne. They're not that good, all right? They're just, well, they're just in now. form, Yeah, right? I mean, they're looking for five on the trot, so... Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be glorious? Oh, it would be. And, and fingers crossed. But I'm just... They're, they're in a rare vein of form, and I don't know if you debut either Jekyll or... Jekyll in this forward line is going to... Flounder. I, that's that's my issue. I wouldn't debut him this week. Why? They're going to give him an easy ride. Remember Sicily debuted against Geelong and looked totally at sea. Yeah. Yeah. So the, your first Th- game is point. non-indicative of how your career is going to oh, go. I, the thing is with Reeves, and possibly with most players, is you've got to give them three weeks. Mm. Right? And you say, all right, you've got three games. Yeah, block of three. Yeah. But with Jekka, like there's bigger problems. Like there's if you debut him this week, yeah, you got Adelaide next week. 
I'd be more inclined to debut against Adelaide. Yeah, but he has Do the Melbourne into the Adelaide. Debut. I can't wait to get down there, even though it's pretty cold here, and I can't imagine how cold it's going to be there. Love it. You love the cold, don't yeah, you? My weather. Ugh, I think I'm <laughs> going to have to go and. Do they still have that coat man? Is that coat man still around? What are you talking ads? about? Oh, come and visit the coat man. Oh, wait, no, I do know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to, God, imagine how much he spent on that advertising. <laughs> how much because his coats have been. <laughs> Slightly straying from the point. Um, no, I, I think structurally and, and systematically there's there's more to work out with the forward line before I just suddenly plug Jekka into it. Mate, you can put Dunstan back in there, who's an out-and-out star, and he would contribute more than we're getting, but um, I don't think that'd be the end of it. I think there'd be a lot still to work out. So, I don't know. I'm, I love what Jack is doing at the moment, but I wouldn't debut him this week. I'd be more inclined to put Reeves in just because I don't know how he could be less influential than Segler. I just can't see that. The listeners will be saying, it's the same problem for five years. Maybe it's the personnel. I think it's the... Yeah, well, look, it might be. I've all, I've always been torn on this. Is it the personnel? Is it the system? I don't know. I, I hoped with McRae being recruited that the system might be rectified. Well, I've told you this before. I reckon we have to go five goals down for McRae to be listened to. <laughs> Maybe. It seems to be our MO. We get on the back foot and then we launch. Now, let me paint the picture of what I want to see on Sunday at 3.20. Mm-hmm. I've already booked my tickets. It's like finals every week for for us now. Can I just say, before you get to that, just uh, a little bit of a note here. Sunday, 12pm, Box Hill against Casey at uh, Box Hill City Oval. If you can't get to it, it's on TV. It's telecast, yeah. Yep, broadcast live on Channel 7. So, with that in mind... With Brownie? With Brownie. He usually gets that gig, doesn't he? The VFL. I think he does, yeah. So, uh, got a bit of a double header on Sunday, so that's good. But anyway, the seniors, 3.20. Give us your thoughts. If Hawthorne kick... Well, in that first quarter, maybe put four on the board. Mm. Just going to get a bit of pressure on Melbourne. They don't like being behind. Oh, true. Yeah. We haven't seen any kind of emotional or psychological maturity from Melbourne yet. So let's hope that hasn't come. They've got the same players as they have for the last four or five years, Mm. right? Apart from a wingman. And we might be seeing your mate, Benny Brown, come in this week. Is he Yeah, he kicked a number in the... In the twos. Mm. Um, and they've got uh, Kazai Pickett. Yeah. That's about the only difference from the past. I mean, they're two pretty big differences in terms of ammunition. Yeah. Right? The rest. So it's still the, those same Yeah, the rest of the same. Guys that can... Can beat us. Go to water. <laughs> well, yeah, that's very true. But they seem to have done well against us in recent history. Remember when it, remember when it absolutely rained at the MCG and... One of the players, I can't remember his name now. He only was on the. He played that year, and then we delisted him. Even mm. Cade Stewart. That was a long time ago. That was 2016, round 11 debut. Win the game off his own boot. I'm glad I remembered his name. I enjoyed that day. Jesse at Hawk Talk Pod. Given Warple played a tagging role on Andy Brayshaw, I wonder if Finn McGuinness couldn't do the same role this week against Oliver. Which other young kids could you see being in the frame for selection this week against Melbourne? Um, okay, well, before we get to the idea of Finn, let's examine who actually is going to come out of the side to begin with. So we're definitely going to miss Mitch Lewis. Yep. Weak suspension. Uh, Dan Howes a test with a shoulder complaint. Do you imagine he gets up or... Well, he's shaking everyone's hand at the end of the game, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, Maybe an AC joint. Could be out for a while. We just don't know. I mean, we're, we're on this podcast flirting with the idea of Segler coming out. Are there any other changes that you might make to this side? Hartley retained his spot. You were impressed with him. Yeah, I was. Um, my question is, how do we bolster that midfield? I felt we went in too tall against Frio. Yeah. I thought we needed another mid going in. We took out Burgoyne and brought in Hart- Hartley. Burgoyne was the medical sub. I, I could have sworn that... Oh, I, I suppose Burgoyne's not travelling to Perth. And lo and behold... There he goes. There he goes. That's another one towards the 400. Exactly. Without Very sneaky. risk. Yep. <laughs> Nursing him through. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, I mean, how many Brent Harvey do as a sub? Well, I don't know, actually. Came on in the last quarter or some crap. <laughs> uh, this is not a team that was missing Burgoyne in particular. Don't you reckon against Freo? Can we put Bramble in? Like, he's been... Pretty so good. I was telling you last week. He's pretty fast. Give us Bramble or Cousins or just... you, you just got to infuse this midfield with something else. Just play a, a, a team of midfielders. <laughs> right, so go go full Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. Look, it works. No, it's, it seems to be something to it. Well, yeah, it's just... There just needs to be a point that's of That's a team of half-forwards, really. There, there needs to be... Roll a, through the midfield. There needs to be a point of difference and not reliant on one of that midfield brigade, see Tom Mitchell, to have one outstanding quarter and pick us up from the canvas every week. That's unfair. O'Meara's been excellent. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. That was un- that was unfair. O'Meara has been excellent. And I think Tom Phillips is coming into his own, even if he didn't have a touch in that last quarter. Okay, well... That's odd, right? That's not great. The hmm. game's on the line. He's not having a touch in the last quarter, so... As part of that mix, would you bring Finn McGuinness in to play a tagging role? I mean, um, if, if Howe comes out of the side, why just not? Just reading put... between the lines, I don't think Finn's up to it. Don't think he's ready yet. No. That's fair enough. It sounds like this they've carved out a new role for him at Box Hill that they're going to put time into, mm-hmm. into developing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed down there a bit longer. Same as um, we haven't heard much about Downey lately other than they're putting in some work with him. Yep. To get his confidence and his... Uh, attacking flare up, which is good. Well, I mean, VFL's a different game. Still in practice match mode as well, VFL. I mean, yeah, uh, until the weekend. Yeah, yeah, this weekend is the uh, the start of that campaign, uh, which I'm excited to see. I, as much as I, I do have my frustrations of so close yet so far about the senior side, it is I find myself very buoyed by how Box Hill's looking and our AFL talent in that side. Yeah, you're going to be mm-hmm. hanging out at Box Hill City over with me, are you, Chief? I do want to. I don't know about this week. No, I've got no. way too much on. Probably not I, this week. <laughs> but I, I really want to. What about next week? Oh, no. No, uh, no. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, I mean... Oh, uh, we're in Tassie. Is before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's true. There's a lot on my mind, listeners. I literally forgot that I'm not in the state You know we're week. leaving, don't you? Yeah. You're going to have to look at the itinerary. You packed yet? Or? No, not yet. No. <laughs> You reminded me I'm going to Tasmania. We've booked booked that romantic waterfall cruise. (laughs) Yeah, um, a 55-minute cruise down uh, the beautiful Cataract Gorge. which Straight off the plane, into the gorge. Into the gorge, Cataract Gorge, uh, a lovely sight, so that's ironic. Why? Cataract. Oh, right, yeah. I thought it was a play on gorge, gorgeous. (laughs) It could go either way, couldn't it? Yeah, good. There's a, a llama farmer experience I'm keen on that you're not keen on. Yeah, no, that's not happening. Well, you don't want to walk some llamas? No, nah, well, you know. Why? <laughs> Why anything? Why do anything at all in this life? Well, I mean, llamas yeah. is just sort of a question mark. So that's it. That's your one question. Yeah, why? Well, mm. This is a meeting for Off The Pod. 
We're not doing it. <laughs> okay, meeting adjourned. I'd rather drive an hour and a half or two hours to go and see Peter Hudson's statue. I thought you were going to say Mona. We're not going to Mona. I have the Cadbury factory well above Mona. Anyway, we're yeah. going to have to contact some kind of you know travel agency to... <laughs> Settle our differences to mediate. Yeah, to mediate our differences. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got a question here from Gus. At Hook Talk Pod, what is a realistic amount of wins we can get by the end of the season? Is that something, Tiz, that off the back of the performance against Fremantle that you might have revised, how many wins can we end up with? No, I don't think so. I think, uh, like I said, I think this team can perform much better than it did. And... Um, Frio weren't that impressive. There's a number of teams outside the eight now that win on a response of a bad loss. Mm. Like St Kilda. How on earth did they beat West Coast and that kind of thing? So, God, that was so frustrating for my multi. Oh, yeah. It wasn't the only reason it fell apart by the end of the weekend, but I got pretty deep into the weekend. So there's a lot of emotive ambition. You know, people, people just performing above themselves and below themselves from week to week we could get five maybe six yeah i still have us hovering around five or six i did feel like the loss against Fremantle was a backward step in a way but i went back and forth on that i'm still not sure how i feel about it i do wholeheartedly agree with you though that it is very close and i i mentioned in i was watching with my family and after the final siren i was annoyed because i feel like we're a bottom four team off our own boot and of course, I know some listeners will hear that and be like, well, yeah, obviously, mate, that's how it works. Huh. But I just, there, there's... You reckon they're that harsh? My internal self-critic thinks they're that harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of your internal critic... Hey, I'm not done yet. No, I, mean, I, I want to get onto that North Melbourne article. That's just... Well, just give, give me a sec. I, I think we're bottom four off our own boot. And by that, I mean, there is... We're so close. We're just making some very um, daring kicks that aren't coming off that they look like they're they're adhering to team instruction and it's kind of falling apart i mean it can't be a coincidence right it can't be that against geelong when the game was on the line you you had that errant kick from Howe, which we've discussed at length we don't need to go back there in detail again but then it's geelong charging into an open goal almost exactly the same scenes over in perth and of course, it's CJ yet again who's busting a gut and looking magnificent, but who running did, who down the field. The kick? I, I, I honestly, I think it might have been Impy on this occasion. I'm talking about, but there, there's very similar ideas of like we're trying something it hasn't come off. That's not an audacious. That is a a kick you hit every day. Okay, I'll, I'll give you right? that. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, Mister Mirror. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. It's so close. Right. Yeah, it's I agree. so close. I agree. The cohesion is the thing. They haven't played enough together. And we're seeing that with people like Tom Phillips. Anyway, I'm fully aware that maybe some listeners think that maybe we started this podcast off a bit negatively, but... I... Well, we're trying to emulate the um, the form of the sign. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, we had our dour first quarter, <laughs> and now we've picked things back up again. <laughs> anyway, you want to talk about the North article. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. This now, is the one you should on... have entitled it, Thank God for North... What did you actually entitle it? I, I, did, I didn't write any such article for the oh, ball. Oh, okay. That wasn't me. Now I got the tip that you did. I had a number of people get in touch immediately 
including friend of the show Ash Brown mm-hmm. from the Golden News podcast <laughs> as well, uh, who just said, "Is this you?" I, I mean, it's a good laugh. It seemed like something I'd write. How North Melbourne? What was the language? Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Or the AFL. Mm. Uh, seemed like something I would write, but no, no, I did read it. Yeah. Um, Any particular parts you enjoyed? Oh, I would. Did even... you chuckle through it? Was it one of those? Yeah, a little bit. And, and then I looked at the comments and I, oh, I thought... Oh, so angry. Oh, so angry. And I saw the author sort of defend himself saying, look, this is obviously tongue-in-cheek. And, oh. I, and I thought to myself, was it? I don't know if it was. Yeah, that's a backpedal. Yeah. Anyway, and a poor the, one at that. Anyway, it all got redacted and they apologised for putting yeah, it up. Yeah, the article's down now. Garbage. So. Garbage. But no, I, I didn't. I didn't, didn't write it. But I don't know. It would have been a bit of fun. I mean... There's about five or six clubs you could just... Well, this leads into a miscellaneous listener question. The only Find one and of, replace. The only one of this episode... <laughs> Find uh, and replace Gold Coast. Find <laughs> and replace GWS. Find and replace Melbourne. <laughs> uh, Enns asked us at Hawk Talk Pod, was it COVID or the team's performance which killed the pre-game rant? Remember how I used to do a rant on this podcast? Yeah, that was when you were one of those you know, really angry young men. What happened to that? I don't know. Must have found inner peace or something. Really? Probably not at the football. <laughs> Probably not watching it last week. Is but, that making a, a stunning comeback like Mason's multi? Or is that on the cards? Uh, oh, look, maybe. It just it got to a point with the rant where it felt a bit repetitive. That's all. Like, I, I need to, like, just let it breathe for a while and, and build up more material for the, for the future. I feel like starting something like Tizz's vitriolic verse, but I feel like <laughs> it'd be too much work. It's a little bit of work. Yeah. And I've got to make it rhyme if it's verse, right? Yeah. yeah. I think you do. Mm. I don't back you, if I'm honest. Yeah. GWS. Rhymes with GWS. Anyway, they're not for a while. <laughs> You've got time on your side to work on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, look, Rant might come back. Uh, Mason's Multi, of course, is back. And uh, like I said before, I alluded to the fact I got quite close Yeah, last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did. Well, closer than I usually do. All right. This week, what are you thinking? As in our game or... Yeah, our game. I don't see us winning. As much as I look at Melbourne, I'm like, ah, Melbourne, they're terrible and have been for a long time. They're always going to be terrible. The fact is they've won four straight and I've seen enough of them by now to be like, okay, they might have something this year. All right. They beat the Dockers by 22. Mm -hmm. They beat St Kilda by 18. Okay. They beat the Giants up there by 34. Mm. And they beat Geelong by 25. Okay, maybe they don't have something. <laughs> Looking at those opposition teams, they've all had... Kind but they're of... still winning. Yeah. You, know? they're... you can only beat who you're playing. Yeah, but this is the point. Who have they played? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we're in with more of a chance than I We're going suspect. with um, Geelong are done? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Like Grandfather Time finally clocked on down at <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Well, it's going to happen eventually. All right. Let's do Mason's multi. Get this out of the way. Hey, what was your tip? I mean, I know you... Hope, oh, I'm so... You I am so fearful. This but is, this is can, your nightmare, But also, it? it's Melbourne, right? And anything could happen. And none of the guys I'm going with are arrogant enough to suggest they'll beat Hawthorne, which I love, because yeah, it I, just I, means yeah. they're so... So Melbourne. <laughs> but <they're> so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're so yeah. damaged. By, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, you're right. By false expectations. You're right. It is Melbourne and anything could happen. They could turn in a very Melbourne performance nope. and they could run over them. Well, they've got no May. They're That's true. backs out. That's true. Thursday night. Last Thursday night. Yep. For the year. 
Uh, oh, right. Given yeah, the fixturing. Right. Yep. Uh, St Kilda, Richmond. Richmond. West Coast, Collingwood over there. West Coast. Dogs, Suns. Dogs. Swans, Giants. Swans. Ooh, that was quick. Mm-hmm. You don't think Toby Green can kick another five? I think he can, but I don't think it'll matter. Okay. Carlton, Port Adelaide. Uh, Port Adelaide. Brisbane, Essendon. Brisbane. Adelaide Frio, in a game that means a lot to us. It does. Um, Adelaide. Hawks, Melbourne. You've said Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> and Geelong, North Melbourne at 4.40. Uh, north. In Geelong. No, it's going to be Geelong. Look, look, see, that's perfect for you, though. Yeah. Right? Because if we do lose to Melbourne, you can then just flick it over to North Melbourne. Mm. Who I think scored two goals last time they were down there. Flick it over. I'm going to be at the game. Well, I mean, I'm just get KO up on the phone. Have you got KO on your phone? I do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be watching us. Thank you. Well, I mean, it'll finish after us. Anyway, there was improvement this week, but you know, it's a, it's a step backward for the cohesion at the side. But uh, definitely improvement in individuals. It's just the team work that needs to improve. Supporters' confidence is just so on a knife's edge at the moment. It could really go either way. It sort of depends who you are, I suppose, that are typically a glass half full or glass half empty person. Because you can you can mount cases for both sides. You can see the positives if if, if you want to see them. I think we I'm are. I'm going to be Clarko for a minute, right? Yeah. Clarko over here. Right. We're not running a premiership this year, Nick. Yeah. This is about development. Yeah. Which right? you keep saying. Yeah. Making changes to this side. Mm. You know, it's not going to help us really that much in the future. We've got to get these blokes to work out whether they can solve these problems themselves while they're out there. This okay? is a little too eerie, this it's, performance. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really pleasing, some of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what he'd be thinking. You know, it's up to the players, really. We need to wrap things up. Uh, if you enjoy the show, get onto Apple Podcasts, rate us and leave us a review. Uh, Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. We're surging towards 2,600 followers on there. And Facebook, building a great community as always over there to facebook.com slash Pod. And we're on Instagram, which is good fun. Posted, I think, a, a picture of Jade Rawlings wearing a, uh, was it a preseason Guernsey, I think? With like the, it almost looks like Thunderbolt shoulders. What's this? It looks like a rugby top. Oh, okay. Anyway, you can find that. You see exactly what I'm talking about. I think it's our latest post on Instagram. Just search Hawk Talk Podcast. And Patreon is the big one for us. We've had a couple more subscribers jump on board. So thanks very much to Colin and Vivek. You play a huge part in making the podcast what it is. And you too, listeners, if you haven't jumped on board yet, you can support the show over at patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. Uh, at any tier, really, every bit helps, but uh, there is a certain tier where you get all our bonus content. So we're going to need one bloke to kick a bag against Melbourne. Timmy performs very well against Melbourne. He actually does, yeah. Yeah. So this is his moment. Could be his moment, yeah. Or Wingard, loves the G. I'll take any of them, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I don't care where they come from, just as long as they go through. Love to see Morris back this week. I hope Howe gets up. I think he's important. You want to see Bramble there or Reeves? Why not both? Go the old El Paso. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think on that note... That'll be the episode for this week. Uh, and we'll be back next week talking about a win or a loss. Or a draw. Oh. Oh. I mean, those are the options. And don't forget, next week we begin our caravan. Oh, yes. To Launceston. And we'll be avoiding the llamas. Apologies to any llama farmers. No dramas. Oh, that is shocking. <laughs> we are a happy team at Hawthorne.